I will get a little bit of a, it's kind of a playful philosophy, but it's a very important one for me because it's about motivation and it's about prioritization. And those two pieces are absolutely pivotal, I think, for what I'm working on right now or just the way I'm choosing to structure my life. Hey listeners, welcome to Soul in the Game podcast. This is your host, Soumya. Today's episode, I have a special guest, Forrest Redlin, who is productivity expert. He is a practitioner of very productive life because I have no idea how he manages his um, abroad trips, um, works on construction projects, indoor, outdoor, and takes a takes break good break every month he is a freelancer and he also has some it stuff projects going on and he manages all of them really well i got curious and i wanted to learn how he can keep track of all of this so we go over his tool that um, a tool that he uses called notion to get the best out of this episode, I highly recommend going to the YouTube video that would be in the description of this podcast. Otherwise, you can still listen on podcasts that is Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening at. Before I go, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast channel, please do subscribe and enjoy. Thank you for coming in on the podcast, Red um, Forest, <laughs> and um, you know all about productivity. I am I really get inspired uh, seeing what you do. You get so many things done in you plan well, and then you execute them, and then you plan next thing. You're always do, doing some adventurous things, so. Uh, it's even hard for me to get out of my bed and go for a hike in once a month. So <laughs> I, I, I'd love to know more about your productive, um, how, how you think of those productivity. I mean, make yourself so productive in, mm. in small chunk of time and all the tools you use, especially Notion. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So what's your plan next let's start with that <laughs> upcoming <laughs> my, adventures my upcoming adventures um well well there's there's the small upcoming adventures and then there's the larger upcoming adventures mm-hmm. but at the at the macro scale i i spent a couple years in kenya and was really inspired by some of the work and people that i encountered there and and and, and things i did there and so having returned to Arizona, which is where I'm from, and having some projects in Arizona that seem like they're going to continue to um, present themselves. I've got this idea of a kind of duality of a life, at least for the time being, of where I can kind of split time between Arizona and Kenya. And um, there are certain kind of strategies that I have in place to make that possible. And so one of the next big phases for me is I have two kind of larger projects in Arizona that I'm trying to wrap up over the course of the next month. And then I plan to go to Kenya on July 4th for exactly 90 days, which is how long I can get the visa. 
which is still pending, but it'll all come to pass, I'm sure. And I am going to build six kind of glamping style accommodation units in Kenya with a friend of mine in kind of a business partnership and hopefully have that as a little bit of a footing investment income source coming out of Kenya, but also a footprint in Kenya. Um, Cause I want to have energy there. I want to have part of me there. And I figure if I put money, time, energy there, then that's going to kind of magnetically pull me there. And so I also love being there. I mean, it's beautiful. It's the coast. It's deathly hot in Arizona during that period of time. And so I'm going to go and spend those three months with the intent to return to Arizona after that, with the intent to then some point in the, like within a year, be back in Kenya. Um, so kind of this duality back and forth, but this oscillation between Arizona and Kenya, and then the subtext climbing adventures along the side um, is the other stuff I want to do. That's so awesome. So as I understand, it's what they are in the winter season now, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess one thing to note about Kenya is it's right where I am on the coast or where I kind of plan to be. It's pretty, pretty near the equator. And so your seasonal swing is not like we know seasons in the US or in different parts of the country. You're looking at kind of a dry season and a rainy season. But other than that, in terms of hot, cold, snow, none of that. It's pretty much just dry mm -hmm. or, or the rains. And other than that, it's kind of coastal paradise with, you know, white sandy beaches and palm trees. So, so a pretty wow. nice, a pretty nice exchange from the, from the, from the Arizona heat of the, of the pure summer. That's, that's amazing. Very well um, uh, planning. I'm, that's, that's so awesome. And um, I've been to South Africa and I was in Kruger National Park. We, mm. we drove from some from Cape Town through through all the villages, and we stayed there. That's my only memory okay. of um, African part of the world. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> have you been? Is that similar to the lifestyle, or is it different? When when you say your so lifestyle lifestyle is an interesting question, right? I'm sure there's a lot to unpack there, but at at a, a I guess I can speak to that uh, insofar as I have been to South Africa a few times, actually. Um, one of which, which, which probably sheds the most light on that question of lifestyles that I actually drove from Kenya to South Africa um, overland in a friend of mine's like 1994 land cruiser, kind of a fun adventure. And then I hitchhiked all the way back up the coast of Africa to Kenya or Southern Africa in that case. And so from a lifestyle standpoint or an infrastructure standpoint or, a, you know, what stores are on the side of the road that drive from, I guess, not totally north. North would be, you know, all the way up to Egypt, but um, from kind of East Africa down south, things start changing quite a bit. When you start getting to Botswana, you start seeing a lot more influence of South Africa which in many terms is a much more um, kind of developed or industrialized economy. And that kind of spreads from South to North. Um, and then in terms of like large economies in Africa, Kenya is kind of the other big hub in a way in Nairobi. Um, although still a lot of dynamic development happening and a lot of foreign investment, particularly from the Chinese, 
And then, um, yeah, so, so, so different, you know, the, the culture is different, the food's different. Um, but I mean, you go into Cape town and it feels like you're in like a, a European city, but there's a reason for that. It's kind of a colonial legacy. I mean, it's the Dutch, it's the Afrikaners, it's, it's, it's a whole history to unpack there. And there's a reason why it looks like that. And you go about 30 kilometers outside of the city and there's a bunch of settlements and the settlements are predominantly colored. Well, a lot of white South Africans are in Cape Town. It's a reality um, and something that, that you're kind of forced to, to contend with and, and think about yeah. while you're there. Yeah. Um, have you, um, I mean, of course you would have gone and traveled uh, within, within South Africa, right? The, mm-hmm. the, there, there's a jail, I think, Nelson Mandela's aid. Mm. And uh, that, that's, what was it called? I forgot the name of that island. There's an island from Cape Town. You go there, and then you—that's where the jail is. Yep. Or was, and then you come back. Yeah, when uh, I was there, I wasn't able to take that trip. I think like those the ferry tickets were sold out or something. But yeah, oh. the the island is just off the coast of of Cape Town. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the coolest, most beautiful cities in the world, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Table Mountain. I was super lucky to be able to hike up to the top of Table Mountain and do like an overnight in a cabin up there. Was, oh, wow. Wow. That is so cool. Were you always like this adventurous forest? Uh, I mean, I think the, the f- I was very fortunate as a kid to travel a fair amount. Like, I mean, I credit a lot of that to, to my family and my parents. And growing up, we, we were able to get out and about a little bit in the Southwest, you know, um, in the U S and then a couple international trips when I was a kid, um, one to, to Costa Rica that I remember with my father and then one to China, um, also with my father. Uh, and then, and then in, in college is where my interest was, was sparked even further. I made like a very intentional decision in college to kind of approach it as this kind of conduit for learning outside of the classroom. And because I was at a pretty internationally focused college and it was a private institution, which means, you know, you're paying top dollar or hopefully getting scholarships or whatever it is. Um, they have a lot of resources that you can tap into, um, that focus on that. So I ended up taking four international trips sponsored by the college during my four years in school. And so one of those was to Paris, one was to Germany, one was to Rwanda and one was to Canada. And so, um, yeah, I credit the trip to Rwanda in particular is the trip that actually sparked my interest in East Africa. And that's what made me want to go to Kenya after I graduated college. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, why Kenya though? Is it because you have a friend or is mm. it? Yeah. Okay. And- well, so my original, my original uh, time in Kenya was actually sparked by the fact that I got hired as kind of a private consultant just for like a short-term project by one of my former professors in college. And she has longtime ties to Kenya through public health work, particularly um, around like tuberculosis work, um, mm. TB. So she's a public health practitioner and she was working on a project in Kenya. And she actually sent me to Kenya for a month right when I was graduating college. And I was at the time of trying to figure out, well, what the heck do I do now with my life? And, and, you know, had the kind of consultancy job offers in the U S that were like, you know, money and the 
the the more stereotypical track that a lot of that a lot of my peers were taking and just didn't quite feel uh, inspired or interested in that. And so I kind of call it the power of constraint, right? I knew I wanted to potentially work abroad and happened to be in Kenya. So I constrained my search just to Kenya and came across something in Kenya that was was of interest and applied for a fellowship making, you know, no money whatsoever. But that wasn't the objective that was it didn't really matter at the time and ended up on the coast of Kenya and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> nice. And you mentioned about glamping style mm. homes. Right? What What's that mean? So, I mean, it, it, it in a way, it's just like super primitive living. Um, and, and that's something that I'm interested in um, from more of like kind of a values and, and, and self-practice perspective. I live in like a hundred square feet little space. Um, but the glamping units that we're going to build are going to be bare, simple, little like square rectangles. Um, one of the nice things about being on the equator, which I mentioned, is you don't really have to worry about insulation. Like things can be kind of open air. You just have to have a mosquito net to hang over your bed. And so you can just put up a little structure as long as it's watertight on the top. You know, you just put like a mabati is the term in Kenya, but like a corrugated metal roof and, you know, enclose it. So you have privacy, run a little bit of power there. And you're talking about a super simple bare bones space to stay. Um, but that's kind of a, a Khalifi, the, the town that I intend to spend some time in and have connections to is definitely, there's a lot of activity. It's kind of a burgeoning market. There's people that have interest there and there's kind of an accommodation shortage for sure. And okay. so a friend of mine who uh, is a Kenyan guy and is, is pretty involved in, in the kind of Khalifi ecosystem and developments uh, wants to, wants to put these glamping units up on his land and he needs a, a master builder is what he calls it, which I, uh, I don't know if I can quite use the word master, but I'm moving in that direction as one of my core interests is, is kind of construction and, uh, building projects. That's, that's amazing. And, uh, you you're you're like always building you and you mentioned mm. about consulting work so yeah what type of consulting work mm. are you involved in yeah so at this this is that work that i was doing in kenya was that's a very uh i wonder if i could constrain what that was that was kind of rapid prototyping for for a project so we were trying to implement what we called a community ambulance was kind of an off-road ruggedized a medical transportation cart in a uh, in a slum in Nairobi, and so that was kind of the whole spectrum. Project management. It was um, actually working directly with a welder on the design and manufacturing or prototyping of this medical cart. Um, kind of looking at some of the financial aspects of of, of production down the road. Um, so I guess my, my degrees in economics and that kind of has exposed me to a, to a little bit of commuter work. And then my, my work in, in Kenya, when I was not consulting, but, but working for this forestry company, I did a little bit of kind of, you know, database management, offline data collection, kind of analyzing some, um, some, some spreadsheets that had, you know, KPIs, key performance indicators that we had to come in. Um, but that was like eight hours a day look at a computer, which I came to realize fairly quickly was not what I wanted to be doing with my time. And so as I have it structured today, I spend the bulk of my time in pure construction, 
kind of pure construction on my own terms though. So not working for a construction firm or anything like that, just kind of working for uh, people that have more like large scale house remodels. And then we'll do the full spectrum um, from electrical to plumbing to exterior yeah. housing to insulation to everything and have kind of just picked it up along the way. So that's the kind of hands-on physical work. And then the consulting is more in the realm of specifically project management and a little bit of IT support. Uh, and so, so we collaborate with, with AZIPL, for instance, and that's kind of, you know, they just adopted the, the Salsa CRM kind of database management system. So I was kind of a, a, a lead on the onboarding process for bringing Salsa to the organization. And then subsequently, how do we actually use this new piece of software to benefit the organization? Um, and so that's definitely a, a kind of learn as you go process, but a little bit of core familiarity with, with a little bit of data and a little bit of um, website stuff um, is, is kind of how that, how that ended up playing out. And so, yeah, mostly, mostly just kind of self-taught in that respect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a balance though, a balance to have a little bit of the IT work, a little bit of the project management work that makes up about 25% of my work. And then I'd say 75% of my work is, is more pure, pure construction. Construction based. So yeah. that um, makes me ask you about how you manage your time like because mm -hmm. you're thinking in terms of construction work which is yeah very physical versus you're also thinking about it which is all, all in terms of computers so you need yeah. to compartmentalize your thinking and also stay fit um and <laughs> manage time and i mean there's so many variables here that you yeah. need to juggle with so how do you stay um motivated productive and uh, manage your time so, so I'll definitely pivot into answering this by, by bringing up Notion, because I know that's something we wanted to talk about and, and kind of has a good way for it to work as like a second brain in a way, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. When you're trying to manage multiple clients or projects um, or kind of workflows, I definitely need that kind of second brain download where I can put all that information in and refer back to it. But before I jump into that more, kind of the, the, the specifics of it, I will get a little bit of a, it's kind of a playful philosophy, but it's a very important one for me because it's about motivation and it's about prioritization. And those two pieces are absolutely pivotal, I think, for what I'm working on right now, or just the way I'm choosing to structure my life is that I had this kind of, I have a, a mentor in Arizona who's kind of a, yeah, I just call him a, a life mentor. And, and through one of our conversations, I kind of had this idea of retiring young, like that I am going to enter retirement right now. And, and does that actually mean I'm not working? No, I, I'm putting in a lot of work these days. But the idea was more of a uh, where I'm prioritizing my time and energy. And that was to say right now I am utterly enthralled with rock climbing. That's probably the thing I want to do with the vast majority of my time. It's probably what I enjoy doing the most. And those two realizations right there, what do I enjoy doing the most? Or that single realization, rock climbing. Why am I not spending all of my time rock climbing? To me, it's as simple as that, right? And so I try to structure my work, which provides me 
income, et cetera, et cetera, structure in a way that I have the time and the energy to rock climb. So it's, it's, it's quite simple in that way to me. It's like a prioritization of being able to do the things that I want to do. And so, yeah, I could get, you know, gainfully employed at some firm and work 60 hours a week, but would I be able to, on the drop of a hat on a Tuesday morning, go climb with a friend that happens to have that morning off? No. So it's not worth it to me. Could I go to Kenya for three months and build a house? No, I wouldn't be able to. And so it's, uh, that prioritization for me has really helped structure the lifestyle around the things that I want to do the most. Mm, wow. I love that. So you put your love for rock, rock climbing, that's the core of your life, uh, yeah. of your lifestyle. And then you're circling around all the other then, things. Yeah, yeah. So beautiful. Very, very beautiful. And, and I don't know if I'm always living that in, in its <laughs> purest form. I have to admit to that because it's only been in the last year and a half that that's become like kind of this central tenant focus, but it's, it's brought so much joy and so much resurgence in terms of like my physical training, which was a big part of my youth in terms of more organized sports. And it kind of, I don't know, my mom shared a quote with me a, a year or so back that, that was ask not what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive. What the world mm -hmm. needs is for you to come alive. And so mm -hmm. I asked myself, what makes me come alive? That's what the world needs. And so that's where I should, should be spending my time and energy. And right now that seems to be in the outdoors, climbing and exploring and, and enjoying, enjoying life. And, and so I, I said, why don't I put that at the center and then make everything else work around it? Um, yeah. And so, but then you, uh, to get to your question of the specifics of how do you do that? Well, Notion is one of the ways that I do that among others. And it's a second brain for me. So I have essentially attempted to put in systems, and this is somewhere I could vastly improve. I kind of do it at the bare, not the bare minimum. I do it insofar as it works. I sometimes struggle to take the next step, you know? So I go 80% of the way of doing something super efficiently, and now it works for me. Well, now I can move on because it's working. And so I can kind of just, yeah, am I operating at 100% efficiency? Maybe not. I mean, with Notion, I'm probably even less than that. But the way I use that is a kind of a glorified note-taking um, system in a way, a note-taking and checklist system to say, who are all of my clients right now? If I need to track hours for that client, if I need to track notes on a call that we recently had, if I need to track um, resources that I've done in terms of research and put in some hyperlinks um, relevant to specific projects, I will just create a new page in Notion and title it, you know, AZIPL, for example, a project that we collaborate on. Within that project folder, I might have, you know, Sumi and Forrest weekly meeting, notes on that. I might have Doug and Forrest weekly meeting, notes in that. I'll track my hours for my work and then compensation and invoices, et cetera. I'll track um, other miscellaneous research, right. For salsa specifically, uh, a new, a new product that AZIPL is working on where I need to do some independent learning. I can say, okay, I just learned how to use salsa and a targeted action can write that down, um, in its own little folder structure. Um, and 
of I could I could I could screen share and and pull it up in a second here. But one of the nice things about Notion is, yeah, on any computer that has Word, you can create a series of folders and subfolders that have, you know, a folder that has a project within that folder has a bunch of documents that are at specific processes, but that's kind of a cumbersome process to navigate between them, between the different areas. Notion is just really visual and built on blocks. And so mm -hmm. you can just really quickly add a new block and say, okay, here's my dashboard. Here's everything on my homepage, everything that's going on in my life right now. And then Within each subpage, you can kind of have specific notes um, on that project, um, and it and it ranges for me everything in terms of calendar, my current reading list. I write book reports on books that I read, so I have my book reports on the books that I read. I rebuilt a motorcycle recently, so the motorcycle process that I have a little Notion page for that, right? And so if I go to the DMV and I need to pull up the VIN number for the motorcycle. I've probably been to the DMV six times in the last six months. Well, every time they say, what's the VIN? I say, I have no idea. Oh, what's it on my notion? Okay, here it is. And then I can give them the VIN. So that's just a really small example. And of mm -hmm. course, everyone has their note-taking system. This is just the system that I've employed and, and it's been quite effective um, for, for managing the, the multiple different projects. Very nice. So do you also use in parallel um, a real book to if you're not in front of your computer or if you're if you're uh, rock climbing for example <laughs> and, you, get and yeah. you need to write it down and then you come back and add it to your notion is or what, what how do you do that yeah so so my systems right now and again they're a little bit disparate I, I have to admit but I have I am currently not using a physical book there was a there were periods of time where I was using a physical book but that doesn't seem to be the most effective right now because I have my phone with me almost at all times, unfortunately, mm -hmm. although I've gotten a lot better at just turning off my phone um, <laughs> and, and not answering calls. Um, yeah. But that's, that's my baseline. Um, I typically only use Notion for notes when I'm on my desktop, though. Very seldom do I actually use Notion to actually type on my, mm -hmm. um, on my phone. I don't like doing that very much. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really funny. I mean, I have... Like, you know, the notes application on the Apple iPhone, for some reason, on one of my projects, probably my the one that I'm spending most of my time on this construction projects, I'm using notes on my iPhone, which is not linked to Notion to track all of like the uh, like material lists, et cetera, just when I'm on the job, right? Because that's offline. I can just always access the notes on my phone. So that's one resource that I have then the Notion is usually more on the desktop level. And I usually only access Notion in the morning and in the evening. I am fortunate to have a pretty good memory of anything that happens during the day, I'll remember. If I, let, awesome. it, if I yeah. let it wait until the next day, I may yeah. not. And so if I have yeah. something happen to me in the morning, it doesn't matter if I put it into Notion immediately or wait till the end of the day, I'll still have that and be able to download it into a place where, where then I kind of have that second brain. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another supplemental piece of this, which is not integrated in my notion, but is of just absolutely core critical for me is a Google calendar, right? I mean, I have Google calendar and, and, and almost anything that I do is going to be scheduled on my Google calendar. 
always. <laughs> and that yeah. gives me the reminder of upcoming events, you know, 30 minute window of, 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 of a reminder. Um, and then, and then something super small, I have a whiteboard in my living space. Um, I have like, you know, you can, people think you yeah, need to get on your, on yeah. your right side. Yeah. Is that oh, one? Nice. There yeah. it is. Um, and so that has, that has other stuff, right. That, that doesn't need to jump into the notion necessarily, but just like ongoing checklists of like things that I want to have really visual and, and reminders of like, Oh, you, like right now I have it. Like I need to make hummus. <laughs> like, like I have chickpeas and I have the stuff to make yeah. hummus. And so I need to make hummus. So that's there. And that doesn't need to live on my notion. Not yes. Um, but it needs to be a reminder for me to just, just pull the trigger and do right. it. Um, yeah. I was yes. going to ask about like, you know, how trivial, I mean, how would you decide whether you want to put something on Notion mm. versus would not put something on Notion? Because sometimes just getting the thing done is faster than actually adding it in Notion and then checking it off afterwards. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you do that just to give a mental note that, okay, this is done or do you just do that mentally? No, I mean, I definitely, I... I have gotten to the point where I will sometimes even retroactively add things that I've already done yes. as a kind of, and, and the truth is it is less of the actual benefit to me of doing it is more psychological than it is yes. actually exactly. beneficial. I have to admit to that because yeah. it's, it's just saying like, I want to feel productive. So yes. I want to see a checklist that has been checked off. And so sometimes I will add a checklist in Notion of something that I did earlier in the day that I'm done with just to like visually prompt myself to say, hey, you did that thing. Now it's done. Do I actually ever go back and look at it and say, like, look, all that I've accomplished, frankly, very seldomly. But I sometimes still do it. And I think that that's just kind of and I'm not a psychologist. I don't know the details of it, but I know that for me personally, I love having checklists Yes, yes. No, that I feel the same thing because I used to not do that. And now sometimes I do something and then I write it down and then I cross it off. And then I feel so much better that, okay, I did got this thing done. And um, one of the books I was listening to, um, have you heard of Cal Newport, Deep Work? Mm, That's a classic. That's a classic. Yeah. So in that, he talks about completion of tasks and mm-hmm. it's very important to put a completion. So your brain is not going on about thinking about whatever you've already completed. And uh, th- there is a, um, there is a researcher called uh, Roy Baumister. He, he wrote about this thing called Zygarnik effect, which is open-ended thoughts in our minds. And we carry on. It's a evolutionally evolutionary thing we have had in our minds to remember um so our minds keep telling us oh do it do it do it get this done but then we keep postponing sometimes and um that becomes an open-ended loop in our minds so completion helps to close that loop up and Uh. we are done with that it's just like purging that into our memory and then it just get erased later on otherwise it's just going to be taking up our uh, random like ram in our mem- like computer memory it just takes up that yeah. memory, which is not required so i love that that's awesome <laughs> so um yeah notion 
get back to Notion. I would love to. <laughs> maybe, maybe do you, want, do you want me to screen share and we do a little walkthrough? I would love to. And for our listeners, this can be watched on YouTube. Um, if, if this particular um, Notion, if you're interested. So yeah, let's, let's get into the Notion Screen yeah, if you can just enable sharing for me, then I will. Uh... Sharing multiple participants can share. Okay, you should be able to do it. All right. All right, can you see? Yes. All right. Rituals. I love yeah. that. So, like when I first got started with Notion, and this is the funny thing, I did spend the early phase of like, you know, watching a few tutorial videos. And then it started working for me at a, at, in some ways. And then mm -hmm. I stopped trying to learn more about it, I have to admit. And so hopefully, maybe I think about new things that I could learn. But I, and I'm not doing it right now. Um, but <clears throat> da, 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 like for today, my daily rituals, you know, I've already done this. I've already done this. I've already done this. What's WOD? So that's a, a workout wad. It's kind of a CrossFit term, but so I've oh, already okay. done my meditation, my morning stretch and my workout today, um, which means on my daily rituals, I still have to journal, read, study language and write. Although that makes me seem way more productive than I actually am because the language and the journal piece. Um, yeah, they're not uh, going so well these days. <laughs> do you put journal on on notion as well or you have yeah. a you have a book for that so in here i for a while i was in a book but again i started just i was working on typing for a while to improve my typing speed and so yeah. i really wanted to focus on that and so here's like a bunch of journal entries right and so i just had and then i you know i tagged them i was like here i had an important journal interest entry about finance that i had some idea about or here, I thought this one was an important one. So this is just an example of here's my journal. And then I have tagged what date it was. And then I thought that this journal entry was important. I just put a tag on it that said this was important for financial reasons. This one was specific to a project, um, et cetera. And so, yeah, that's all kind of my journal. And the way it kind of works is it's all a bunch of pages, right? And so just like any kind of uh, stacked, right? You can see on the left, I kind of have the more like traditional, like finder view type of scenario. So right, home is a single page. And then everything else that's a page is within the home page. So if I use this drop down, you can see here are all of these sub pages of home. And then here's Grand Canyon. Here are sub pages of Grand Canyon, etc. Um, but I never use this view because I really like this visual format of Notion here where it's like, okay, I have tasks, I have life, I have work, right? And so here's some, I have Bird and Sons, AZIPL, Beth, Windsor, Gerald, Mark, Bird and Sons, oh, I have Bird and Sons twice. So clearly I need to uh, <laughs> uh, improve my system a little bit. Uh, I must have uh, had a thought and then added a new page. Um, and then I have some projects that are just more personal projects that I'm working on down here. And I like taking trips. And so I have quite a few trips that are either in my archive or are upcoming. And then this is like, oh, here's a reading list. This is just my homepage that we're moving through. And then 
This is a calendar view, which I have in place. I have to admit, I really don't use this calendar. It's just there at a super high level um, at the macro scale, right? I know that like today I'm going to visit Eva this weekend. I've got my friend's birthday party on the 18th. I'm visiting my grandma in Tucson. The 20th is Father's Day, but this is not linked to my Google calendar, although there might be a a way to do that. And I, it's totally possible that that API integration is, is available, but I don't, I don't know. And I'm not currently doing it. Um, so, so nice. So beautiful. It's uh, <laughs> very nicely organized, you know, the, because it's all in my mind, like you, you keep calling this your second brain. And mm -hmm. I totally see that because otherwise it's, it's not as neatly organized in my brain. I may have like so many things, but they're all like jumbled up and everywhere and very chaotically. Yeah. Um, so, well, like an example here is like, I have on most areas, I have like the, the ongoing list, which is visible to me. And then I have an archive right here. I have work archive. I have tasks archive. Mm -hmm. I have trips archive. And so here are upcoming trips. I've got a June 12th trip, which is tomorrow. I have an October 21, an October 21, a November 21, a March 22, a Kenya 22. But I have a trips archive, which if I click on the trips archive, it will take me to that page. And I can see some things that I've done since I started using Notion. So I did Kenya in December 2020. I did Indian Creek. I did this hermit trail. I did this Four Peaks trip. I went to visit my sister, right? And then each one of these had their own their own page right so indian creek might literally might have nothing in it oh yeah it has some super basic like okay what do i need to buy vegetables milk apples and berries here's a youtube video of some stuff that's relevant to this trip here's some food here are some people that i'm going to go climb with and i'm going to split gap like it's just an it's just a glorified note-taking system but in a really systematic structured way to mm. where Instead of having this in some book that I don't remember where it is or some other yeah. system, it's right here. And now it lives in my archive. And will I ever use it again? Probably not, but at least it's there. Um, so I have, I, could, I re refer back to it. But now I have an upcoming trip. So Powell Plateau here. I have very li little stuff because I haven't, I haven't got into planning this yet. Um, but I could yeah, add more. Does it, I, I see that, um, you know, it helps kind of forces you to think in a particular way. You mm. know what I mean? Like you have to, th because it has to go in this framework. Yeah. Um, for, for example, if I'm thinking about my trip, I would be thinking, I start thinking about, uh, let's say I have a Grand Canyon trip next week. Um, I, I mean, I do have a, a Palm Spring trip next week. So nice. let's say I have a Palm Spring trip next week. And then I, I'll think about it when I'm like, for example, I'm cooking and then I'll forget about it. I'll have something in my mind. Oh, I have to put, start packing now. And then it's all in my mind. And then I'll cook and then I'll do it whenever. Mm -hmm. But here I can see that you're totally organizing your thinking as well. You're putting yourself okay, I have to pack, I have to figure out what clothes I need to take, and then what are the places I'm going to go? Um, what are the timings I'm going to leave home, come back? Mm -hmm. You're like really going into details, which otherwise you would not. Like I'm, yep. I'm only thinking high level in my mind. So do you see that? Do you, does it make you think in a specific way? Yeah, I mean, putting in the structure, and then sometimes things don't fit in the structure. And I will admit, I definitely oftentimes rely on 
just my memory to, to, to allow me to do things. But, but for instance, like, you know, the trips, if I need to plan stuff for them and it doesn't always synergize, right? Sometimes I might put a task in my task box, which is relevant to one of my trips that doesn't ever end up in the trips box, but that's okay. As long as, as long as the item gets done, this is just more of like a high level. Okay. Let me see what's going on right now. These are the projects that I'm working on right now. And then like, what's a good example? Like here's this triumph project. Now there's it, again, it's kind of just a glorified note taking system. There's nothing super special in here, but here is the make and the model, the VIN number, et cetera. Um, some notes and some questions that I had about the bike, some items that I realized I must have. So I had a conversation. What are the motorcycle equipment they need to have? Well, I actually got, I think most of these things, they're still in the check box. So I, I can check off helmet. I have a check, a helmet, right? But I got it. And so then I just kind of forgot about this and this project is done. I got the license plate. It's in my name now. And so like, I don't really go and visit it. It just sits there. Um, but, but I do really like the capacity to, um, to have something to refer back to if I need it. Um, and then some of the more cool parts of Notion are the fact that you can actually, yeah, you can do a bunch of, of integrations, right? And so if you were to make a new page, like if I were to make a new, here, make a new project, right? And I have it set up to where at any point in Notion, um, so I have it set up automatically where if I select this button right here, this is a constant button. It'll yeah. add a new page underneath my projects. Uh, however, anywhere you type within Notion, if you just put a backslash, these are all of the blocks that you could add. So I just put a backslash. I could add a text box here. I could add a, embed a page. I could do a to-do list. I could do, and you can search here. So list, here's all of the different types of lists. What if I wanted to put a code block, code? I could embed code right here. Within, it actually has a code editor within Notion. If I wanted to put a PDF, um, wow. I can sync a, a PDF or I could do an image. I can upload an image and this will automatically, if I select this, all right, cool. Let's choose an image from my desktop. I mean, I know this is super, what is a cool image? Grand Canyon. Oh, Instagram, Cody Ice Dane. That's a cool image. It will take a second. It will load. Oh, and that's funny. It's upside down. I wonder, I think my, my image must have been upside down. Well, that's me yeah. climbing some snow and ice somewhere in Wyoming. Oh, it wow. flipped right side up. There I am. Um, and then I can just, you know, add an image, embed it directly in the site. And then you could just click here on that more information. You can add notes to it. You can view it full screen. In this case, I'm going to delete it because I don't, I don't want it there. Um, but then I can add a new page right here. And here I've added a new page. I can title the page. And this is, you know, podcast fun. I can add a template. They have pre-made templates in Notion. And again, this is something I don't do that much, but what if I wanted a task list? And so this is where you can start getting more structured, fancy stuff. You can, someone went and spent all the time, Notion spent all the time in putting this fancy um, checklist here. 
But what if I wanted education and I wanted a grade calculator? They have a grade calculator and then they even say how it works. And then you just say, okay, cool. I will put that in. They want a thesis planning. They have a thesis planning uh, wow. template and you just add the, so, so many of, yeah, so many templates are available and I am not using some of the more advanced functionality that Notion has to offer. I'm using it more as a glorified note-taking system <laughs> and checklist uh, with a bunch of sub-pages that allow me to organize my thoughts in a structured way. Whereas I think people that then take the next step of using it in a really effective um, manner, maybe on collaborators, they might use something like this, like use this template, right? And so now they're able to, you know, drag. I haven't started standardized typography. Oh, nope. It's next up. Now it's in progress. And then this page itself, the task list, you could. Um, I want to see merge with PDF. Da, 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 share. There it is. I could share this with you right now, Sumi. And then we oh, wow. could collaborate on this page, just like you would a Google Drive document. Oh, and wow. multiple people could edit and visualize the same block within your Notion setup. Um, and so, so that seems like that could be quite, quite useful um, on, on a collaboration. And, and to be honest, to force both of our hands, you know what mm -hmm. I'm gonna do right now? And my, this is where I'm gonna have to be sad, like <laughs> I, uh, my AZIPL thing is crazy right now. Like I have a yeah. bunch of notes. So I was just rapid fire taking notes from our last call. Here's a bunch yeah. of sub pages, right? Hours, website, Doug, Tech Huddle, Salsa, 2021, Salsa notes, da 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 da. But what I'm reminding myself is I'm just gonna da 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 da. -da. Um, I even put in the I even put in the logo, you know, just to make things look. I love that. I love look that. Good. Um, but I'm going to put in a new page. Um, what am I trying to do here? One for us, a Forest and Sumi collaboration page. And then I can just, uh, why is, that's very interesting. S O U P S O U P C K M at gmail.com. So do I have to pay to use Notion or is it nope. free? So everything that I everything that I have shown you um, on Notion so far is free. At okay. some awesome. point there is a data upload constraint. Okay. So at some point you could make, if you're uploading images or videos or PDFs into your Notion, which you can do, like for example, like here, I can bring in an image or I could even put like, here I can add, add a cover image. So then, oh cool, there's our cover image, our cover image. Mm -hmm. What if I wanted to change our cover image to an upload? I can go, you know, do the same thing. I'll do this awesome. It doesn't have to be me. It would just be this beautiful view of the snow. 
And so I think if you were to upload a bunch of your own data to Notion, it's just like any iCloud storage. They give you X amount for free if you go above that X amount. Um, And I'm going to drag this. So I don't know. Maybe that's probably better if I drag it like that. Um, X amount is for free. I think in the free version, you have unlimited pages. And so what I mean by that is if we kind of go back to here, right, I have this home. And then with under home, I have all of these different pages and there's a bunch of them. And then with each one of those, there's a bunch of pages, right? Uh, I think I have unlimited pages in free notion and it's only the data that is constrained. Oh, okay. So you are using free version. Yes. Wow. This is amazing. You, you have so much you can store in the free version and, um, yeah, because I think Google Drive can do the same thing, but the UI is not as friendly as um, Notion. Google Google Drive, like I have to go to Sheets or I have to go to Word. I mean, Google, yeah, um, yeah it, it's separate. They're all like its own entities. So, Well, so one of the, um, let me see if I can sell. One of the things, so this is one thing I didn't mention from earlier, so that's, that's really important. Like my, I, for some of the larger projects that I do where I'm tracking to tr- uh, track a lot of financial stuff, um, expenses, hours, et cetera, I still am a sucker for, for Excel or Google Drive. I think of the two as totally interchangeably um, uh, Excel and I'm um, not Google Drive, but, but Google Sheets. And so for some of my projects, I use Google Sheets. And so for a while, I was tracking some hours and some expenses in a table format. So I can insert a table into like an inline table here. So I've just inserted a table, right? And I'm going to say, this is forest. This is hours. This, I don't know, like, um, you know, I worked five hours today and then I did uh, nothing. I worked six hours that, oh, these are the tags. So actually the format for this is not really working because this is set as a multi-select right now. But if I put it, change it to number, right? So now it's going to recognize five and six, but it doesn't have like equals X plus that. The, 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 the page and the yeah. table is not inherently a Google sheet. And so I have not really liked working in Notion unless, unless I embed, right? So I could just embed. Oh, you have Google Drive on there. Yeah, so I could embed um, a- you just give the link of Google Drive. A Google, Google Doc, exactly. Wow. And so, but the problem with doing that is I don't think I can edit it directly in notion and forgive me to make this like this is like i guess a little bit less um so i'm just going to make a new google sheet here i think i'm still sharing notion not my google sheet that i'm making is that right sumi you're in you're in notion i see okay. Notion. okay cool that's what i thought uh and so what I'm doing here is I'm just rapid fire making a Excel or a Google sheet. Um, 
I've just copied the link. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in and put that embed link in my notion, which is going to link to a Google sheet. But I just wanted to confirm this. It's taking some time. I'm pretty sure you can visualize it, but you can't edit it. Right. Okay. So it is asking you to sign in there or is it you've already um, integrated your Google account because you log in with your Google account to Notion, right? Yeah. And I don't know why it's sometimes it makes me. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 I think I get the idea that um, sometimes you may not want to put it in, in Notion. Sometimes you want to keep it separate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so now I'm having to remember my, um, my, how Google I can password. see your Google, Google page. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because this is within Notion actually, because it's linked. So I'm still in Notion right now, but somehow, um, it maybe because I'm trying to change something, it's making me re-sign in. Um, so, do you, have you used it as a as embedded system in your? Yeah, I've embedded a couple things, but I haven't tried to edit those embedded thing, and so that was what I was kind of curious if I could do. Oh my gosh, Sumi. Oh my gosh. I'm not sharing right now, but this is such glory. I'm totally editing. That's incredible. Sorry, I got to go back to editing or screen sharing mode because I'm just having this revelation. For some reason, I didn't think this would be possible and it totally is possible. Oh, wow. So I've just, I did not know that you could do this, but it makes sense from an embed and this is going to revolutionize my life. Uh, <laughs> that's cool <laughs> like literally now i can just do five six seven eight and then you know equals sum of the above and this is all i'm in notion and i'm editing that's fantastic oh, i'm getting a call let me just potential spam so this is really cool. And this is actually going to be super valuable for me because then it means I don't have to navigate away from Notion and I can just hyperlink or embed the, um, like a Google sheet like this. And then I have the functionality of, um, of a table. Oh, this is so cool. It's very nice. And then you also have the sheets. You can even navigate a different sheet within the, within the Google, like you can switch to sheets as well. And can you go to file and see, can you open like a different folder or is it just this sheet, right? It's embedded. Oh, interesting. I think that in this case, it's just- That sheet, huh? That sheet. Well, cause I don't know what I just did. I like accidentally pressed on something here. Do control Z, will it? Yeah. I was just going to see if I, it's trying to load right now. Yeah, so there it is. Yeah. And then if I go, let's try it again. Yeah, no, I don't think I can, I think it restricts you. It restricts you to only edit 
the current uh, sheet that you're in. But this is fantastic. This is so cool. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'll play. I'll play around with this a little bit and 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 be able to add add some stuff because, like I said, I had felt constrained in the past, and maybe I just didn't look hard enough um, on the on the embed and, and maybe the setting of of the Google Sheets that I was trying to embed were were maybe in in view only mode or something like that. Um, but for me, from an integration standpoint, this is the best of both worlds because, from a as you mentioned, a UI UX perspective. I find Notion to be exceptionally well organized and streamlined and just really um, easy to work with. And then if you then don't have to navigate away from Notion and you can automatically be editing, I mean, because you, you can't, nothing, nothing competes with Excel and Google Sheets. Like nothing, nothing is on par with the, with the incredible functionality of this system. And so the ability to have it directly accessible within Notion, uh, that, that's just fantastic. Very cool. So any other features in, in Notion? Um, if I, I'm a beginner, I've, yeah. I've just created a Notion account and uh, maybe added a few pages. Yeah. So I loved how you said that we can add like a dashboard and then go into each page to mm -hmm. look at the details, right? Um, is that a good starting point or is that, um, because I even have to think differently, I feel the way I'm thinking now, I, I mean, I have to work with it and experiment how, what's the best way for me? Should yeah. I create the pages first and then go back and add, add it as a dashboard or, from the dashboard going to the pages? Well, what I would do is I would, I would do this idea. And this is something that I am stealing from someone else for sure. I watched a video and that was how it got me to start this. I would recommend by creating this idea of the cascading homepage, right? So start with the homepage, make it your homepage. It's your welcome page, it's your dashboard. Every time you come, you are welcomed, right? It even says welcome forest. How nice is that? Um, and then from there, you can start organizing this however you want. Maybe you don't have a daily rituals situation. That's fine. You don't need that. Maybe you don't have it structured with task, life, work. Maybe it's some other structure. But what I would do is I would have a dashboard homepage that is your jumping off point for everything else that you're doing. Um, and for, for me, and, and it's going to be probably fairly similar for most people to have it, you know, you have your tasks, you have your personal, you have your work. You have some other projects, maybe you have some trips, you have some reading lists. And for some people, reading lists might not be on the homepage. It might be a sub page, right? Where a reading list instead of a heading is a page. And then you navigate away from the homepage to get to, um, to, get to that. And so I, I would recommend starting with the homepage and then start organizing because the thing with the tasks, for example, is these blocks, like I have them set in vertical orientation, but like, let's say I wanted projects to come. You see now I've shrunk it. You see how it automatically just shrunk, but that's that doesn't really make that much sense to me to do it like that, where I've put projects here and then it's too constrained in the vertical column. So I don't really want that. So I'm gonna bring projects back to its heading where it should be right there. Um, and then oh, it was interesting. Space. It didn't move all the all the parts of project. It just moved the 
Well, yeah, because everything under projects, they're just sub pages. So this is just a heading. Like if I look oh, here, okay. currently it's a, so it, I could, I think it's Bullet. an H. It's like okay. an H, it's just like an H3 heading, right? Oh, okay. So like okay. if I wanted to create a new heading, I just go here and I'm going to go H3. That's a heading, right? And I go enter. I yeah. Then I say forest. So there, that's a heading. And then all I did is I just started typing a bunch of pages, right? So I could just say, I want a page. There's a page. But automatic creates a page. That's a test page. And then I'm going to go back to home. And now you see I have a new heading, forest, some junk, junk, junk and then a test page right there. And I could go in and put a board on this page. Card one, not started. Card two in progress. Again, it's just like, it's hard for me to say, it's like where, where to get started. I, I, you know, there's so much that you can do. Um, and there's so much that I'm not doing, to be honest. Um, but, but for what it, what it is for me right now, it's, it's working and this learning that I can edit Google Sheets with an embed directly within Notion, that's that's my beautiful takeaway from this call, among other things, but from Notion in particular, that's just gonna be really, really useful. Very nice. Thank you for sharing all this, Forrest. Very helpful. For sure. Yeah, my, I think I'm gonna put more work in, I, because it's fun to see the history history it, it gives you like motivated oh wow i've done all this mm -hmm. and then i can keep doing it it's um it's a good uh, because i never go back to my physical journal um i've just stacked up books but then i don't really go and then read them this one is a nice you like pages and pages and then you can actually see the yeah. build up it's like a compounding trust so yeah well, one of my favorite things, and again, it's so small, but to kind of something we taught about earlier is these little, what they call to-do lists that have yeah. the checkbox and then you can check it and automatically it strikes through, but it strikes through really subtly so that you can yeah. still see exactly what it was. Yes. It's beautiful. The amount yeah. of intent and effort that went into this, because they know what people love. They want, they, people want to see what they've done. And so like these to-do lists, the ability to toggle them like this and then untoggle them. Oh, that's like amazing. Yeah. Instant gratification. <laughs> yeah. And and does, do they uncheck every day or yep. how is this? Oh, how does this work? No, I mean, so for me, this is I've not really this was something I set up a long time ago. I just haven't ever changed it. For a while, I was actually physically checking these as I every day and then I would uncheck them at the end of the day and then I'll recheck them the next day. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that right now. There may be some crazy way where you could set up to like automatically uncheck every day. I feel like that is, is way beyond um, what um, like I could change yeah. the color of them. I could comment on them, but to actually have some dynamic script that would uncheck them, you know, every day, I, I don't think that that's possible. <laughs> Hmm. or it could be uh, it could be paid version there could be already a template yeah yeah that that's the whole thing i don't actually understand um or i haven't explored what i haven't ever hit a constraint in the free version that has prompted me to explore what the paid version is let's mm -hmm. put it that way okay. um, and so okay. if i ever hit that constraint then then i'll probably buy the paid version because it will be worth it <laughs> yeah awesome 
All right. I think we have taken your hour for discussing this. <laughs> your, I mean, very inspirational. Whenever I talk to you, I always go back feeling very good about, um, you know, feeling inspired. So you definitely leave your uh, surrounding feeling inspired and um, uh, with your with your practice and your um, uh, productive, you know, mindset. So how do you, do you do, ev- to, to just to end the um, this thing, do you go back to like every day? Do you have a checklist that you go to or um, to make sure that you're not off track? How, uh, do you, how do you check yourself on that? I mean, I definitely, the, the easiest way for me to be on track in terms of like my day-to-day is I will have my Google Calendar. I'll put in place the things that I want to get done that day, usually at least with a week in advance. But mm-hmm. the putting in a more structured timeline yeah. to some of the projects that I do, that's a definite area of growth for me. That's actually mm-hmm. something that I'm not as effective at. And part of it for me, and just based on the projects that I'm working on, is it's this way that I've navigated my life right now where certain things have deadlines, but other things, I am very fortunate on a lot of the projects that I work on that they don't have really hard set in stone deadlines. So as long as I'm doing the work and I'm feeling productive and I'm producing, which is just kind of like, I, if I'm not producing, then what the heck am I doing? And, and, and I wouldn't be working for someone if I wasn't producing, then the timeline is kind of less important um, and it will get done when it get done, when it, when it gets done. And for me on some of my projects, that's slower than I maybe could be working because prioritization. Am I going to go climbing this weekend? Well, heck yes, I'm going to go climbing this weekend because that's what brings me joy. So why would I postpone the thing that brings me joy just to work a little bit more? No. And so, and so that balance between work and play is, um, is a challenge and and I don't always get it right. And what, what oftentimes happens to me, and I've noticed this is I go through ups and downs. Um, and, and I guess maybe this is kind of a, a good thing to, to even to, to conclude on in a way I go through emotional ups and downs and motivational ups and downs. It's a reality. And I've learned this about myself It's you know, sometimes when I go on a long trip for climbing or backpacking or whatever it is, by the end of that trip, I've been rejuvenated in a way and excited by what I've done, which then folds directly into like oh boy, now I really have to get after it when I get back. And so whether or not I'm actually doing this or not, and I don't know, I'm not really trying to compare myself to anyone. I don't really care about that comparison that much, to be frank. But if I, right now, I take at least a week off every month, minimum. So I'm looking at like at least three months off of me doing personal me time stuff a year. And what I hypothesize is by doing that, I then am more productive on the times that I am, you know, working, quote unquote, because by the time I've concluded that week of adventure, 
I feel this really strong desire to like double down on work that yeah. next week. And mm-hmm. so, so that kind of helps hold me, hold me accountable. But on the, on the day to day in terms of scheduling, et cetera, um, I just have, I have a certain checklist of things that have to get done. And if I don't feel very productive, it weighs on me heavily and yeah. I will seek to rectify that in, in the yeah. coming days. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And, uh, last thing, when you wake up, what's your first thought <laughs> being mm. so productive? So, well, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I guess the first thought, and this is actually a critical and, and, you know, maybe this is also a useful little piece here. And it took me a very long time to establish this, yeah. but the first thing I do every morning without fail, I haven't missed this for about a year now is I meditate and I do my shoulder exercises. So before I leave my bed, I, you know, fold myself up, I sit cross-legged and I just go into a space of, and, and meditation is different for a lot of people. And, and I probably, you know, sometimes my meditation is one minute, Yeah, but it is in, an intentional one minute and it's a structured, regular practice. Whereas if you actually are in a deep state of calm, of settling within that one minute, it can be hugely beneficial. And so, um, yeah, I guess I, I oscillate between days where that meditation is a, a, a time in which I am calming my brain because yeah. I'm in a little bit of a hectic state right now and trying to prepare for this trip and get a lot of things done. Lately, my meditation has been less of a meditation and more of a mental planning for the day. And so yeah. I'm sitting there, eyes closed, cross leg, and I'm supposed to be meditating and, and, and calming my brain. Instead, I'm kind of making a checklist in my head. And um, so that has been what, it, what it's been quite a bit. Um, but, but because of these kind of focuses of mine in terms of um, getting, getting, getting some of these projects done and then and then the physical side of things, which I'm really invested in with climbing and, and I have had um, injuries to my shoulder in the past, I just have made a commitment to say, I have to do these exercises every single day. And so that's done every single day without fail. Uh, with, it's just, I just make it a, like, there's not a choice. Like, yeah. You just have to do it. Um, yeah. And so, and so even if it's just super quick, it, it gets done. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your piece of like life joy with uh, with the podcast listeners with me and here um, on the podcast. So really appreciate you taking time because um, I learned so much in the conversation and um, I hope to use more Notion as well. I, lo- I love the UI. I love the interface Yeah, for the short period I've tried so far. Well, fantastic. Well, I'll be excited to, uh, yeah. And thanks. Thanks for having me on and letting me share a little bit. And, and yeah, I hadn't, I wish, I don't know. I, I hope, ho- hopefully it was useful kind of for that entry point to notion. Cause I would, I would cl- classify myself, myself very much not as an expert, but just as kind of a, an, an early, um, kind of primitive, primitive user. Uh, but, but I made that, that collaboration sheet. So, so we can, uh, we yeah. can get more advanced on, on some future collaboration, I think together. Yes, definitely. And um, it, it's good for the beginner. It, it's perfect for the beginner style. And uh, it, it's the second brain, your second brain, as you call mm. it. So, <laughs> so I love that. So thank you so much. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for taking the time, Sumi. We'll, uh, 
we'll we'll chat soon i'm sure on some some yes. projects pending and have a nice trip weekend and um and all all the always trips all the yeah. trips that you do thank you always always hope you enjoyed this episode if you haven't already subscribed please do subscribe and share the podcast with anyone you think would love to listen until next time take care and stay safe